do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocuberless. This show is like a journey, or rather a journal, Fuck. where I talk about all the things my brain has consumed so that it does not just sit up there and slowly drive me mad as an insane. You may not have consumed some of this same media yourself, so I feel I should warn of that possibility. Last, but least, in an idea stolen from John Gabris, I offer to you the following deal. Rate the podcast, this one, five stars on iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy peasy, Socrateasy. I will now push a button on my telephone, or smartphone if you prefer, uh, that will start a series of five five-minute timers like this. Let's get ready to review some things. <laughs> movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Helium Jordans. Like Air Jordans, but a little more lift to them. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I am excited to announce, I guess. Uh, as you are no doubt aware, if you are a long-time listener of this podcast, I will usually, but not always, have a movie series, quote-unquote, on the go. Meaning, uh, I'll pick a series. Each week, I will... Uh, watch a movie within that series, bring it back and talk about it, among all the other movies that I sort of watch on a non-planned basis. Okay? Capiche, you might say? Uh, this franchise I decided to uh, have on the go because I think it's over, although sometimes you never know. The franchise is Underworlds. Oh, those things that you may or may not have seen, or, like me, had seen the first few, and then they kept making them, and then you didn't see any of the newer ones. Yes, those. Um, and I think that is something that often happens with series that I talk about on the podcast. Uh, it's ones where I had seen a few, and then they just kept pumping them out, and I sort of dropped off my interest. But uh, then an opportunity such as this, a podcast, comes up where uh, re-watching them and then getting caught up sort of makes a, a kind of sense that I like. Uh, it pleases my brain to do things like that. Uh, so Underworld, uh, yeah, if, if vampires, werewolves, fighting, hot, hot girl, uh, lady vampire, 
What's wrong with that? By uh, <laughs> If you are a listener to the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, you will know that director Len Wiseman often, quote-unquote, appears on that podcast because he is married to Kate Beckinsale, or at least was, maybe, I guess. Uh, so he kind of made these series of weird movies and then hires his, his wife, who's very, very good in them. So it's not like he just hires some random... Well, like maybe he did. Uh, random woman who doesn't fit in the movies. No, she's she's very good. She she fits like perfectly in this role of Selena. Uh, let me read the Imda because I bet you it might be funny or make no sense. Uh, Selena, a vampire warrior. <laughs> oh boy, Got that cold a bit. Sorry. <coughs> uh, Selena. A vampire warrior is entrenched in a conflict between vampires and werewolves while falling in love with Michael, a human who is sought by werewolves for unknown reasons. Yes, that right there deserves, I suppose, a rating of... Uh, yeah, it didn't hold up as well as I remember it, so I'm just going to go like three to maybe some cool four moments. Moving on to another weird one called The Love Witch. This is about a witch of love. A modern day witch uses spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her. Just period. Uh, yeah, this is weird. Um, there's some boobs in it, so you got that. Uh, Samantha Robinson uh, plays the, the titular witch. A <laughs> titular witch. Oh, Jesus Christ. I gotta make that the fucking... Uh, somehow, some way, the title of this episode. I'm writing it down. Titular Witch. Yeah, you're not you're not going to beat Titular Witch for a title, I don't think. Anyways, uh, it's sort of filmed like a 70s, 60s, campy, strange thing, but it is a brand new. It came out in 2017, and it was hard to follow, and weird, which I do like, but weird for the sake of being weird. I just see right now that this is in comedy and horror, which I don't think... Uh, I suppose you could watch this with that in mind and might have a different response than I did. Uh, I didn't really like it that much, so I'm going to go 2 out of 5 for The Love Witch. But Titular Witch, hey, that gets 5 out of 5. Uh, speaking of 5 out of 5, spoiler, Kicks. Uh, watch this with the misses, and as I have already indicated, I will give it a 5 out of 5, because I really like this movie. It also was sort of weird. Uh, Brandon is a 15-year-old whose dream is a pair of fresh Air Jordans. Uh, I was saying to the misses while watching this that I think I had a pair of Jordans when I was younger. I'm fairly sure I did. Maybe they were knockoffs, though. Anyways, uh, soon after he gets his hands on them... Shouldn't it be gets his feet on them, more like? Uh, they're stolen by a local hood, hood <laughs> a local hood, causing Brandon and his two and his two friends to go on a dangerous mission through Oakland to retrieve them. Yeah, so uh, this comes up more often in book banter than movie monologue, but uh, I love a good quest, and this this movie has a good quest feel to it. Instead of climbing uh, Mount Doom to throw a ring in, it's climbing uh, other places, Oakland, Mount Oakland, to get shoes. And there's, there's guns and drugs and all sorts of good things like that, so that's why the five 
out of five rating. And uh, I really like the kid who played uh, Justin. He was, uh, he was good. Uh, okay, uh, last but not least, uh, Teen Titans, colon, the Judas Contract. Dumb name. Dumb. Uh, Tara Markov is a girl who has power over earth and stone. She is also more than she seems. Is the newest Teen Titan an ally or a threat? She's a threat. And what are the mercenary Deathstroke's plans for the Teen Titans? So if you watch the television toe, television toe, if you watch the television toe, that's impressive because how do you, how do they get that television in the toe? How does it fit in there? Oh boy. If you watch the television show Teen Titans, you will know that Terra, uh, as in, I guess, Terra Firma, that's the joke there, who has control of rocks, uh, was sort of working for Deathstroke. So that didn't really come as a surprise that they then made a, a, t a movie, um, Something uh, kind of interesting they did in this is that the Teen Titans in the television show were probably like 13, if that. Whereas in this, they're probably 19 plus in some cases. So uh, a little darker, lots of uh, mentions of sex between Nightwing and... Uh, oh shit, what's her name? I'm going to scroll down because it will bug me. Be Starfire. <coughs> Starfire... Incidentally, always a cool cosplay. Uh, Rating-wise, uh, this was not my favorite of the animated uh, superhero movies by a long shot. Uh, some cool parts, though. But, uh, I'll just go three, because it's sort of right in the middle. Enjoyed while watching, but zero desire to watch again, which is what I use my three ratings for. Today's television talk sponsor is Black Hole Vinters. Perfectly aged wine done quickly. Okay, got two television talks. Uh, the first uh, I hadn't planned on bringing back, uh, but I got damn well had to. Uh, that is Doctor Who season... What is it? Season 10, episode 11. Uh, World Enough and Time is the title. Uh, this is for my bang, for my buck. The sort of perfect Doctor Who episode has everything you want in a Doctor Who episode. Uh, maybe a little light on the comedies uh, for the most part, which uh, has been my sort of I don't want to call it a problem, but I will. My problem with Capaldi episodes in general is that seems to be lacking. Um, that being said, there were a handful, or at least two that I can think of off the top of my head, moments in this episode where, like in a cartoon, something so shocking happened that my jaw literally in real life fell open and hung there for a moment. I remember laughing at myself just thinking, oh my, my, am I a cartoon? Am I having a cartoon reaction? Uh, yeah, it, it's got surprises. It's got uh, uh, sort of nods to past things. Uh, it, it's got questions upon questions that seemingly will be answered. Uh, really just incredible. I'm, I'm, I want you to watch it for yourself. And because this is, I've got two things in this television talk, I can pretty much not giving anything away 
other than to say, man, whew, wheels are in motion now that uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I did hear one person uh, online, uh, uh, a guy I know, uh, sort of hypothesize that maybe a, well, let's just say this, maybe because there's, <laughs> I should read how he phrased it because it was pretty good. Uh, maybe because there's a young and an old version of a person that we should have a young and an old version of an other person huh yeah that doesn't give anything away i don't think uh moving oh yeah so that i don't really rate episodes per se um but that's a friggin' six out of five that one uh what i do oh rate is television show seasons i, I do that more consistently uh, for example master of none season two which i'm going to give a five out of five to with the goddamn exception of the very last scene where it, the, the both of mrs and i uh, another sort of jaw-dropping moment where we looked at each other and then realized that this was the last episode of the season and what had just happened had just happened and our jaws dropped and we were <laughs> her more than I, because that's the nature of our relationship. Uh, her more than I uh, were fucking pissed that this was the last episode of the season. And now we have to wait who goddamn well knows how long to wait for season three to come out. Uh, okay. So if you're unfamiliar with master of none, uh, stars Aziz and sorry, and one of the things that is amazing of the show is also the reason that it's hard to explain the show. Uh, and that is like a Seinfeld show about nothing. Uh, there's not really one thing that happens throughout or one sort of thing you can pinpoint to say the show is about this. I guess you could say it's about Aziz's character who's playing a, a sort of version of himself a little bit. Uh, who works in television, uh, specifically in food-related things. Uh, he spends the first uh, handful of episodes in Italy where he learns to cook pasta. Uh, I, I guess a lot of it revolves around his love of a girl, a sort of Diane, Sam, will they, won't they, throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a good summation of everything, but, but then it's more than that and they do sort of different things and it's almost like every episode has, maybe has a different director or something and there's sort of shot differently, different styles. One was in like half of it or maybe it was the whole thing. It was like in black and white. Uh, they, they take risks on the show and it pays off. So good for master of none and I love it and I love you. <clears throat> the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's double movie monologue sponsor is Matilda the Hun's Animal Defense Corsa. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, once again, chose a super long book. Uh, in this case, it was a biography of Stephen Fry, uh, the second one I had read, in fact. Uh, and we'll have that next week. I am confident of that. So, uh, because it was a long weekend for me, uh, I decided to turn it into the, the lovely double movie monologue that I like to do from time to time that seems to happen more often. 
so I've got another four movies for you. The first of the four is born on the 4th of July. Coincidence? Yes. Uh, this falls under the category of movies I am not sure if I ever saw or not. I don't think I did. I remember maybe bits and pieces. Um, it is right around the time of my watching, but not the time that this will post. Actually, the 4th of July. So that was uh, the other sort of reason it was in my head. Uh, and it's good. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, oh, is it true? based on a true story the biography of ron kovic paralyzed in the vietnam war he becomes an anti-war and pro-human rights political activist after feeling betrayed by the country he fought for uh yeah stars uh, and this is the part that i was sort of i knock a mark off for even though i usually end up liking it and him in the movie uh stars tom cruise it's the whole scientology thing it's i am often able to separate man in life from man in movie but uh sometimes i find it's hard with tom cruise and his whole scientology and how horrible that is uh so and perhaps giving a mark off for, for scientology take that yeah that, that'll that'll stop him as uh of course from director oliver stone rating wise I gotta go three. Yeah, like I did enjoy it while watching it, but now that I have seen it, now that I have a record on a podcast that I have seen it, <laughs> my desire to ever rewatch this is is basically not there. Uh, so thanks, born on the fourth of July, I guess. Uh, next we have the keeping room. Uh, this is a category uh, that I would call movies that I have, and then probably with this one in particular had to look at the imdb a dozen times i would say because the title of the movie tells you absolutely nothing so i'd be like oh the keeping room what the hell is that and then i'd look at the imdb and i'd be like oh yeah that movie and then i wouldn't watch it so i finally pulled the trigger just like the girls in this movie pulled several triggers when <clears throat> Left without men, in the dying days of the American Civil War, three women must fight to defend their home and themselves from two rogue soldiers who have broken off from the fast-approaching Union Army. Uh, yeah, so uh, I like a tough, uh, tough women movie, uh, sticking it to the man as you do, so that's what happens in this. Spoiler, did you think that the women would lose? That would be a probably not very well-received movie. Uh, rating wise, uh, again, uh, it didn't sort of blow me away, but it was good enjoyment while watching. Wouldn't watch again. Three out of five. Uh, next we've got a rewatch. Um, hadn't seen this probably since it came out. If I had to guess, it was Johnny English. Oh, you know what I've just realized? The stars, Mr. Rowan Atkinson, who made an appearance, uh, a few in fact, in the Stephen Fry uh, biography I was reading. So perhaps uh, he had sort of wormed his way into my subconscious. So when I saw this, I'm like, yeah, that movie was funny. Let's rewatch it. Um, after a sudden attack on blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's James Bond meets Austin Powers a little bit but with mr beanie rowan atkinson stuff and uh john malkovich in a crazy 
long-haired wig trying to become the king of england <laughs> yeah it's funny it's weird rowan atkinson uh yeah he's he's just good natalie imbruglia natalie natalie imbruglia natalie imbruglia she is the girl in it uh rating wise uh it holds up it's funny for some 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 just stupid funny five out of five moments even uh okay last but most yeah last but most we're doing it this time apparently uh for the record the order that these movies are in is usually just the order i watch them in um uh glow colon the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh glow the television show you may have heard of just available on netflix i am sure uh at some point i will watch it uh put it on the my list as they say um and it looks really good i've heard good things about it but uh then i sort of saw this and thought hey because i don't really know much of the actual factual glow uh why don't i check it out and god damn am i glad i did oh you know i'm just seeing this is made in canada huh well good for us uh anyway so uh this is a, literally just a, a documentary about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling um how it came to be what this does incredibly well is not focuses so much on the wrestling or the behind the scenes of that but on the actual ladies themselves and i, I gotta say really really hit me in the feels this documentary did what a documentary should took a subject matter that i knew nothing about and didn't have a huge interest in and then by the end when they had their reunion i was like so involved that perhaps a goddamn manly tear came to my eye yeah, I'll admit it. Shut up. Glow, colon, the story of the gold, gorgeous ladies of wrestling gets a five. Out of five, definitely a watch. Today's game, Gavin, sponsor is Anime Tits. Okay, so Mad Max, we made it to weekend number three. I'm happy slash crushed to say. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, if you've been following along, I've been playing the video game Mad Max, and I've had great enjoyment with it. Uh, I spoke about how uh, my sort of second weekend, I went around to all the towers that would be called in other video games here, uh, 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 hot air balloons to sort of scope out the areas. Uh, and then weekend three, I was focusing on story, doing story missions and, and really chugging along through the story. And I got to say, I got very, very far. Uh, I feel like I was nearing sort of pivotal end moments and then my power went out. No, not such a big deal. In fact, oh shit, I, I did make a mental note to myself, and I think I even made a note note. Uh, I have a, my PC hooked up to a backup battery uh, that should have gone on, but I don't believe did, because when the power went on, just went on and off, just a little flicker, as people get from time to time it was a storm outside i do recall uh and then i uh logged back into steam I, I got it up and running again and it says your save data had been corrupted and basically that's it you're fucked 
yeah, you're fucked. I, I have no idea because it saves automatically. Is there only one save? That's pretty fucking dumb. Uh, so everything I had done totally wiped out. If I had have wanted to, I could have started from the beginning, but I goddamn tell you I wasn't going to do that because I don't have the patience for that. Also because it was the Steam summer sale at that point. So uh, forced to move on by the very heavens. Yeah, sad. It's sad. Uh, Mad Max, up until that point, was like a, a solid four out of five. I was enjoying it. Uh, who knows what it could have been by the end. Mm, sadness. Uh, what I should do is look online uh, for someone who played through the whole thing and maybe watch them beat the beat the end and sort of see what happens. That's what a smart person would do, but I am not, so we will see. Uh, okay, so uh, what I moved on to from my Steam summer sale, um, my first sort of, I will admit, handful of purchases because I'm going fucking crazy with this thing, as I tend to do, uh, is a game called Sakura Dungeon, and it falls deeply into the anime game that shows boobs. Yes, anime, boobs, video games. I am a 36-year-old like, man. This is ridiculous. What am I doing with my life? Like I'm playing a, a game where you fight through a dungeon and if you get hit enough times, the, the clothes fly off your character and you're, you're naked to the worlds. We're, we're I'm playing a game where I'm going to fight a, a half-cat, half-maid sorceress thing that uh, once I, I hit enough, she submits and then uh, I can sort of capture her to be in my roster like a Pokemon situation and then she will fight at my side. Why am I playing that? Because it sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was something. Uh, like, uh, I, I, I got pretty far into it. Uh, it's a game where I can see myself going back. There's not a lot of depth in terms of gameplay, admittedly, which should probably not come as a surprise. Uh, but, you know, it's just a fun, stupid little dungeon-crawling anime boobs fest. And what's wrong with that from time to time? Uh, I'll tell you what's wrong with that. <clears throat> I did think of one thing that is wrong with it. Uh, on Steam, there is... Uh, what do they call it? Your... I don't know. You could push a button and then uh, I think they call it a, the explore queue, something like that. Anyways, you push a button and then there'll be like uh, 10 games that uh, Steam thinks you might like. Um, ever since I bought and played this game, every single one of my recommendations is a goddamn anime titty game uh, or just about uh, in like I, I have... I have like 200 and over 250 video games, only one of which is an anime tit game, I want to say, for the record. Uh, and yet suddenly every recommendation I get is for this style of game. My, my theory was that people who play this style of games, which I guess now I am one, but I'm not going to go out and buy a ton of them. So I'd like to state that for the record. Like one, one is enough just to see what they're all about. Uh, I'm not a maniac. Well, I'm, I'm a maniac, but not that kind of maniac. Anyways, uh, my, my theory is that people who play these kind of games quite often will play a lot of these types of games, almost feverishly. <laughs> so if you buy one, uh, maybe Steam has figured out that the potential for you to buy more of them is very, very high. 
Uh, so that's a little steam behind the scenes action I, that's going on, I think. Uh, what I've done, which seems to be helping, but not totally, is you can mark uh, games as not interested. So it, it seems to be helping, but, but man, there's a lot of these friggin' games out there. And I recommend you play one just to see what it's all about. Secure Dungeon, 5 out of 5. Boobs. Today's Internet Intercore sponsor is GoGo Gadget GoGo Boots. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, so this will be very behind from the point of view of you listening to it, but not for me talking of it, because I record these fairly a bit in advance, so when I need to take a break, I can. That's how I roll. Uh, anyway, so uh, talking 2017 E3 coverage, E3 stands for... Count the E's with me. Electronic Entertainment Expo. That's three E's. And uh, in the, in the various coverage on the YouTubes and the GameSpots and all over the place. Um, as I do every year, I watch a lot of it. Like, a lot, a lot of it. Many, many, many hours, including podcasts. of geez, Just a lot, let's say. And I gotta say, this year is probably the least excited I have ever been in terms of things that happened at E3 and things coming up in the new year. And I don't think I'm alone in that fact. Uh, I was so looking forward to Bethesda in particular, something. Uh, but all we got was uh, re-releases of Skyrim on a Nintendo platform, which who cares? Uh, and then VR, Skyrim, and fallout which is cool and a cool idea and i hope to play one day but until i am able to get into vr and i mean that from a money perspective uh really not that interesting i'd much rather have uh, like even a new property or a new skyrim game or a new fallout game or a new uh yeah just anything other than old things redone in different ways seem to be what's going on. The other sort of side of the coin is uh, announcements for things that are not coming out until 2018, which is kind of a, a strange thing to be excited about. As human species, we quite often can't think of uh, what's going to happen in the future. Global warming is a reason of a thing such as that thought. Uh, so uh, overall, Kind of lackluster, kind of not a lot happening, and very disappointing in general. Uh, okay, next we have uh, Vsauce 1 through 3 answers Google's top 100 most asked questions. Uh, this was uh, sponsored by Wired, Wired Magazine, which I subscribe to because it is, as far as I know, the only good magazine. Mm. Uh, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of a waste of the Vsauce folks' talent, just for the reason that a lot of repetition of questions, a lot of how many foot, uh, how many meters in a, in a, in a mile, that, that sort of thing, a lot of conversion of, uh, imperial to metric questions I noticed, a lot of simple questions, a lot of, not a lot of things where they could use their particular set of skills. Uh, so it was fun, but uh, I, I think 
what would have been cooler was, uh, hey, everyone, uh, we have Vsauce 1 through 3, <laughs> 1, 2, and 3, uh, coming into the studio for an hour today. Uh, send in your questions that only they could answer. That that could have been mind-blowing. That, that'd be a TED Talk for the ages, I think. So do that instead. Uh, next we have superfan Brett Baker on Hot Ones. Oh, yeah, this was cool. So uh, I've spoken of Hot Ones a, a million times. Uh, I wasn't planning on talking about it. Uh, but it's so good, <laughs> so sometimes it's hard not to. But uh, they had on sort of the biggest fan of the show, who sort of does the show's stats, uh, probably runs the show's website, <laughs> if there is one, has a blog, or a vlog, or a weblog vlog of the show. Just just a really deep, uh, deeply attached fan of Hot Ones. Uh, and he came on and not only was he on the show, but he was sort of running the show. He was asking questions. He was in the interviewer seat. So it was a very, very cool. And I appreciate uh, anything where it lets a fan sort of show off their love of a thing because that is sort of what nerdishness is all about. Uh, the love of a thing you have exploding onto the world. So it, it was great to see and I mention it here because that's what I do. Next we have Clueless Gamer, which I hadn't uh, watched in a while. Uh, they've been fine, but this one had guest Will Arnett. And if you've ever seen Conan O'Brien and Will Arnett interact just at all, period, full stop, it's amazing. So when you combine them, they're sort of uh antagonism towards one another combined with playing a game in which you fight uh yeah it's a good thing uh and then last but not least we had uh the podcast risk uh which i've spoken of a handful of times on this podcast uh it's hard to explain risk uh just because the shows can vary so much uh basically uh, it's the taping of a live show. At least I think they're 90% live shows. Some are just like pre-recorded. Uh, where people will talk about risky subjects or risky things that are happening in their life. Uh, in a case like this one with Jonah Ray, uh, he spoke of something that he says he's never told anyone he, other than like his therapist. Things like that. Things that you don't think you would ever tell anyone, let alone say on a stage in front of a bunch of people and then have go out to the world. So, uh, you, you get funny things, you get sad things, you get scary things, uh, you get just fucked up crazy things, man. It really, really runs the gamut, which is what makes it uh, an amazing podcast. The, the running of such a large gamut is risk. Uh, uh, Jonah Ray told a story of, uh, sort of, I guess it was the day or the day after 9-11. And I was going to sort of pinpoint, or pinpoint, it's going to run down his story a little bit, but uh, because, as you heard, we're out of time, and because uh, he tells it much better than I would, why don't you stop listening to this podcast and go over and listen to that one and probably never come back because that one's way better than this one, folks. Uh, that may have been a good episode. Sometimes I feel like it is, and, uh, that one, I don't feel like it wasn't. So, hey, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. Titular Witch. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. 
You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.